News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark Sencha. Thank you so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning. And uh, what a show we got lined up for you. However you're joining us, whether it's on the Facebook Live broadcast or on the Mark Cachemo Facebook page, whether you're listening uh, here on uh, locally in the Quincy Hannibal area. It's going to be a gorgeous day today in the Quincy Hannibal area as I broadcast live from our Cachemo studio here in Quincy. And... Of course, whether you're maybe joining us through the KHMO app, which is free, download it, and you can uh, listen to us anywhere through the app as well. However you may be listening, or uh, maybe you're even listening to this not live on the podcast. Yes, this show becomes a podcast. Uh, You can find it on Apple Podcasts. Just search on the mark KHMO. All right. Uh, Now that we got all that uh, taken care of, we have an NBA champion. Uh, Remember this time last week, I said I was hoping for a game seven because that'd be fun. Who doesn't want a game seven? Uh, But pat on my own back. I said it three weeks ago. No matter who the Warriors played, let me, I can even find it. Let me go back. Which, um, which on the mark was it? On the mark. Uh, episode 137 on 528. I can prove it to my uh, Facebook uh, audience live here. This is bad radio, but I'm looking it up. On uh, May 28th, on the mark 137, I said in Hespin headline number two, the Golden State Warriors are your 2021-2022 NBA champions. It doesn't matter who they play, the Heat of the Celtics. I stuck with that. Nailed it. Let's jump into it. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. So the headline is not me gloating. The headline is not me, uh, you know, just trying to be Nostradamus. I mean, you have to, in this business, yeah, you want to feel strong about picks. We as fans, we we watch the games and you want to feel good about, hey, who I'm picking to win uh, this, that, or the other. And And it obviously feels good to be right, but... It should, it's not surprising. I'm not surprised that I'm right because of everything that we saw in the playoffs leading up to this series, and it really played out. You know, one of the things I said uh, in predicting that the Warriors were going to win it all is that the Warriors felt absolutely like they were hitting their shots. They had all their confidence rolling, and when it came to adjustments, coaching, and the ability to handle the pressure that they're going to face, no other team left. The Heat or the Celtics just just did not feel like they could match up to the Warriors in that way. I even said it now two weeks ago on the show after the Celtics were up 1-0 and they stole game one in Golden State. Hey, I still feel really good about the Warriors winning. The Warriors are going to win this series. But what showed me was, and I talked about it last week on the show, 
when the Celtics played their best basketball, their absolute best basketball, when everyone was rolling, that the Celtics would have a chance to win this series. They could win this series because they were better than the Warriors when they all played their best. Problem was, the Celtics could just not play their best at the top of the level consistently enough. And the Warriors are a team that absolutely will eat you alive if you're not constantly playing your best basketball because the way they shoot the ball and the way they move the ball. So let's talk about Hesman headline number one. What is it? Well, it's the Warriors dynasty. And trying to put this Warriors dynasty, which is still very much alive, and this Warriors team I think is going to be better next year, uh, depending on the health of James Wiseman and all these other younger players, uh, into kind of some context. First and foremost, Steph. Steph Curry. Everyone, the, the talking point is Steph Curry, is he now a top 10 player NBA history all time? Steph Curry, where does he rank? How does this change his legacy? I said before these finals, I said it last summer. I've been saying it for a while now. Steph Curry, to me, is the second greatest point guard of all time. This does not change Steph's legacy to me. Steph is... Steph's legacy was cement as the second greatest point guard of all time. He is still right now the second greatest point guard of all time. What I think this changes for Steph is I think you can now move him into your top 10. And I did move Steph Curry into my top 10. He is the 10th greatest player, in my opinion, now in NBA history. My top 10 has been very consistent. Um, I'll read it off for you again. At, and now with Steph in the t- at the 10 spot. MJ one, LeBron two, Magic three, Kareem four, Kobe five, Shaq six. That's the one that always gets people. So I have Shaq way higher, and even though I have Kareem as a better, um, a higher ranked player than Shaq, I think Shaq was the better player, and I and I and and I'll explain that here in a second as well. Wilt seven, Duncan eight. Bill Russell, 9, Steph, 10. So Larry Bird falls out of the top 10 for me. Steph moves into it ahead of Larry Bird. I get some people aren't comfortable making that argument. I am comfortable having that discussion that Steph is better than Larry, better than Kevin Durant, and more deserving to be in that top 10 spot. Um, Listen, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Giannis Antetokounmpo are the three guys that are in that 9 to... 13, 14 range that all of them, when their careers are actually said and done, could probably be top 10 players, which is hard because then what do you do with the Wilts, the Bill Russells, uh, the Tim Duncans, the, you know, th- there's, a, there's a lot of, we'll see, a lot, a lot of great NBA players. So Steph's legacy and what he is is cement still. Uh, and I think it's going to take more from Steph Curry to move past Magic Johnson. Now, if Steph wins another title, another Finals MVP, and and depending on how he how those finals go and who they play against, having the argument that Steph becomes the greatest point guard of all time, I can start entertaining that a little bit more. But Magic's size, Magic's ball handling, Magic's defense, Magic's scoring. Um, and what he was as a player and as an icon, it's really hard. I mean, Steph Steph has got a resume that clearly puts him as number two, in my opinion, the greatest point guard of all time. Uh, but to get into that realm of magic, I just don't know if I could do that right now. And and like I said, is I'm gonna have to see more from Steph to get into that conversation. But Steph, I think, deserves to be in the top ten. I'll put him barely in at ten. But I mean, that, that's really all the change for me. I. I 
I've known Steph Curry was a great player without him having to win a finals MVP. He didn't have to win a finals MVP for me to feel like Steph Curry is a uh, second greatest point guard of all time. I've been very clear with this. I don't like top 10 lists. I like ranking all time, all NBA teams. I think you got to build teams to show who is truly the greatest players. And I've been very consistent with my first and second team, all NBA team since we started the show. Magic, Michael, LeBron, Tim Duncan, Shaq. That is my all time, all starting five. That's it. I think that is the best starting five of all time that you can put together. And I, I firmly stand by it. I think you have the best center at their peak, the best power forward at their peak, the best small forward and the second best player of all time in LeBron, the best shooting guard and the best player of all time in Michael, and Magic Johnson, the best point guard and the third best player of all time um, as your point guard. And then I think my second team has, has been very consistent, and this team would could maybe win – Four out of ten, I mean, against the number one all-time team. And that's Steph Curry at the point guard, and that is Kobe Bryant at the shooting guard. I have Kevin Durant as the small forward. I have, um, uh, no, sorry, I put uh, Larry Bird as the small forward, Kevin Durant as the power forward, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the at the um, center spot. And it's more of a modern small ball Insane amount of shooting, but I think less good defense and less uh, interior scoring uh, and and just overall. I mean, those two teams, again, they could play 100 times, I think, you know, 59, 51 to 49. It's very, very close. Uh, but I, you had to build teams for me to, to really put you in as your greatness because basketball is a team sport. So how you are as a team player matters to me when you're ranking all-time great players. So Steph Curry... Again, I don't think his legacy has changed that much. Everyone, you know, if people out there want to argue that he's the greatest point guard of all time, I think that's a little silly. I think Magic's resume and Magic as a player still deserves that spot. All right. Uh, the other parts of the Warriors I want to talk about. It, it, the Warriors is a dynasty. It's very interesting. You know, they won in 15, lost in 16. And then they 17-18 win, get there in 19, lose, fall apart physically. Then they go to the worst team in the league. And then last year they were just okay. It was basically Steph as a one-man show when he was healthy. And then now they're back on top of the mountain. And that's four championships, what, in eight years? And I, and I look at the Warriors and I think to myself, they are not the 90s Bulls. They have... If anything, comparably, they feel like a more uh, condensed version of the San Antonio Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs, when they were at their absolute best, was when you had Duncan and Tim Robinson. Uh, not Tim. Uh, 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 Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Excuse me. I was kidding. Tim Robinson. Tim Duncan. Tim Robinson. Tim. Uh, <laughs> Duncan and Robinson, stop including first names, Mark. That's when they were at their all-time best because that's when you have two of the top 20 greatest players of all time. And that's with the Warriors, when they were at their all-time best, their peak, peak best was when they had Durant and when they had Steph and everyone was healthy. And then you could argue they were maybe in the, in the argument of a top three greatest just team of all time. But the Warriors, like the, like the Spurs, have an all-time great coach and they have... Their franchise piece, which is Steph and Tim Duncan, which are very similar. 
They're non-traditional absolute superstars, but they completely are their system they've bought into. Kobe wasn't necessarily a system. Kobe had Philly, had the triangle. Uh, you had uh, you had Michael, who was with the triangle, his own system. But Steph and Tim are the system, a lot like Brady was the system for New England. And then some of the parts are interchangeable. Tim Duncan was always the focal point. And whether it was Robinson early and playing kind of the Twin Tower basketball, and then Manu and Tony as his kind of sidekicks. For Steph, obviously it was Steph and young Clay and young Draymond. And then as Draymond tails off as they get older and they lose to the Cavs, you add in the mega superstar and Steph being really good at adapting to the mega superstar and Kevin Durant, and also then saying, no, no, this is my team again. So there's kind of iterations. It's more of a, a, a Spurs vibe than a, than a 90s Bulls vibe in the sense that they have iterations of this team. And I also think that Steph and Tim Duncan are very similar as far as superstars that way. They set the culture. They set the tone. Now, what I think is fascinating about this Warriors team is that how many NBA teams and NBA franchises would have won three out of four, three out of five titles, would have gone through what they went through after losing Kevin Durant, losing Clay Thompson, and then bottoming out being really, really bad and saying, you know what, it's time to rebuild. Let's not re-sign Clay. Let's get rid of Draymond, whatever we can get for him. Keep Steph, kind of build around Steph with some young guys. And you know what? If we never win a title again with Steph, that's okay. Steph got three. We made a ton of money. We built a new stadium. We moved the team to San Francisco. We're going to sell a bunch of merch. Uh, And, you know, let's be competitive, but the kind of dynasty is over. That's what 99% of NBA franchises would have done. And just kind of franchises in general across sports. But, no, the Warriors ate massive salary cap heck paid huge luxury tax uh, penalties to keep Clay, to keep Draymond, to re-sign Steph to a deal that he deserved to be paid uh, handsomely and deservedly so. And this Warriors team is not even the best iteration of what the future Warriors will look like. So that's really, really exciting if you're a Warriors fan, if you're a fan of the NBA. I think the Warriors would be stupid to give up Clay and Draymond um, and uh, and any of these young pieces to keep winning now. Their win now window is open, and their culture is really good. R- Wiseman should just you should just play with Wiseman until you realize he can't play or he doesn't fit in the system. He is your future Draymond with Stephen Clay getting older, and I think he is going to be a valuable, valuable big in the Western Conference in the years to come. Pool can start really filling in as your sixth man and and the, the splash brother number two, uh, depending on Clay and how uh, quickly Clay uh, falls or doesn't fall off a cliff. Clay, I thought, you know, especially by the end of the year, I think it's going to be great for Clay to have an offseason where he's healthy and he could just really get his body right. I think Clay's going to have a really good season next year. But I do think the injuries have taken stuff off the end of Clay's career. Clay's career will end quicker because of these injuries. It's just the way it goes. It's the way the body works. Draymond, how quickly can Draymond become Udonis Haslam and just keep a, a culture setter without having to necessarily play the minutes? I think a lot of that depends on 
uh, the development of Wiseman. I mean, you know, Kuminga, you have young pieces. The the Warriors should not package young pieces for a star. They shouldn't. If, if veteran guys want to join them on cheap deals, like, you know, like NFL players do with the Bucks or the Rams because they want to try to win now and rehab their career, great. Warriors will fit them into your culture. But this Warriors team, this core is set for the next two, three years, and they certainly could win another title in the next two to three years. And finally, as we uh, as we wrap up Hespin headline number one, Draymond Clay and Steve Kerr, I think they all deserve a ton of credit. I mean, a massive amount of credit. Uh, they're all NBA Hall of Famers. Draymond, he should be talked about in the NBA circles, in NBA lore and history, the way that Rodman has talked about. He is not a top 50 greatest player of all time, um, but he is a Hall of Famer, and he is a he's an invaluable piece to one of the best dynasties in NBA history. Uh, Rodman, you know, is he really talent-wise a top 50 player, just like Draymond? No, but they probably, you know, they, they deserve to be in that conversation because of the teams, what they bring to their fran- their, their uh dynasties and who they were as players very very good players um and then clay thompson is starting to move into that conversation as one of the top three or four robins of all time to batman you know he's not a batman he he's not scotty pippen is the greatest rodman uh, uh, sorry robin of all time he's the greatest two in a dynasty I think Clay is start, is moving into that conversation of you know what maybe he is in that you know was he James Worthy for those Lakers teams you know is he Tony Parker for those Spurs teams is the best number two for the longtime dynasties and uh, Steve Kerr what can you say about Steve Kerr he's, he's you know one of the top five basketball minds in NBA history. Coach, player, combined, just who he is, uh, it's really, really special. And it's fun to watch. And I think the Warriors are going to be right back in it for next year. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO app. When we come back, has been headline number two. Let's talk the losers, the Celtics. What's next for them and why they should not just run this all back? It would be a mistake. We're live. We're local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. It's on the mark. The belly of the aircraft. We don't talk about the female combat wounded. These are our daughters and our sisters and our mothers. Wounded Warrior Project came into my life and taught me how to stand back up and get back in the fight. The truth is I think we all have this strength inside of us, but until you're tested, you just don't know what's there. See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women veterans like Beth by visiting woundedwarriorproject.org slash empowerwomenvets. We are hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. It's the network of dealerships that Cunis has that makes them so special. Check them on out, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. Ask about that no-fear complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. That's right. They do some special stuff over there at Cunis Honda Hyundai. All right. Hespin headline number two. We got to talk about the Boston Celtics. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right. 
What's next for the Boston Celtics? And if you're a Celtics fan, you got to be able to take a long, hard look in the mirror, right? There's two schools of thought you can say right now. Oh, no, no. This is great. The Celtics, they're young. They uh, they now have experience. And you got to run this whole group back, and they're going to be better than ever. And the Celtics should be a favorite to, should be the favorite to win the East next year and to uh, win an NBA Finals. And then there's my school of thought, which is if you're a Celtics fan, you got to be really frustrated. You had an, a golden opportunity slip through your fingers, and you have to really look in the mirror about who your superstar is and what you need to surround your superstar with. So what do I mean? Well, Jason Tatum, in a game six must win at home, shot six of 18, zero free throws. He had five turnovers and 13 points. He's the first player in NBA history to have over 100 turnovers in a postseason run. What does that mean? Well, it's two things you could take from that. First and foremost, the ball's in his hands too much. And when the ball's in his hands, he doesn't thrive with it. He turns it over, and he doesn't even get you to the free throw line like a James Harden to where he can just take breathers, wear other teams out, get guys deep into the bench because they're getting into foul trouble, and then you know pick on second and third string defenders as opposed to a team's best defender. Right, So that's a negative on Jason Tatum. Also, to me, it shows me the other thing is you need someone else who you can trust to handle the ball a lot more than Jason Tatum, and that is not Marcus Smart. Because Marcus Smart makes a lot of bad decisions with the basketball, is not a true point guard in that regard, and could turn it over just as much as Jason Tatum if he holds it, if he if he's handling the ball, the rock that much. Problem is, as we talked about in the show, if Jason Tatum is your superstar, you absolutely need Marcus Smart. Because Marcus Smart is the tough guy tone setter then of your locker room because that's not Jason Tatum. So this Celtics team is in a weird spot. This was a golden opportunity for them because Giannis his Robin was injured and it, you took them to seven games and you were able to get past Giannis in his prime. You have Giannis in his prime again next year and the Bucks are not going to just sit still and not be active. And I still think the a healthy Bucks team is by far their big three of Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday better than your big three of Tatum, Brown, uh, and Marcus Smart. Now, do I think maybe you have a better coach and maybe you have a little more depth? Sure. That's great in the regular season. Doesn't matter nearly as much in the postseason. It just doesn't. Uh, we obviously know the Nets are not going to be happy with a first-round exit. The Nets will be very active in trying to become better. And then also the Miami Heat are not going anywhere. Miami is going to attract free agents. They're going to be active in the trade market. And uh, they're going to try to continue to build off of Jimmy Butler's success. And Miami's always going to be a a thorn in the side of a team like Boston because of Jimmy Butler versus Jason Tatum. So 
I don't think the Celtics are the best team in the Eastern Conference next year. I didn't think they were the best team in the Eastern Conference this year. I think they did catch some breaks with Chris Middleton's injury um, being first and foremost number one in that. And uh, and I think that they then had a 2-1 lead over a Warriors team that is going to be better next year when they have their number one overall pick from two years ago actually playing. And they squandered a 2-1 lead. Uh, they didn't, they only lost three straight. So I think the Celtics, they need to make some moves. Uh, what works for the Celtics? I'm not 100% sure. I'm not uh, I'm not the, the doctor to sit here and hear, here's the cure. I can tell you there's something a little bit wrong with you. I don't know if I know the cure. I know that Al Horford is a guy you want back on this team, but how much can you trust Al Horford? This felt like Al Horford gave you everything he had for this run, and you're not getting much more from Al Horford going forward. I know that Robert Williams is an invaluable piece. Invaluable. And so if I'm building this Celtics team, I know that Robert Williams is invaluable. I know that Jason Tatum is the guy to build around. And I know that if you have Jason Tatum, you need Marcus Smart. So that leads us to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is not a good ball handler. That is a bad bad pairing with Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum turns the ball over too much. He needs a ball handler. He needs Marcus Smart, who's also not a ball handler. So that leaves Jalen Brown as the odd man out. Jalen Brown's stock will never be higher. Jalen Brown was great. He was great in the final game. He was 5 from 11 for three-point range. He got to the free throw line. It was 5 of 6, 44 minutes, 34 points in a game six must win. Jalen Brown can get you a ton. He could get you a ton. I feel like the Celtics obviously need to be aggressive in free agency. There's no doubt about it. But the Celtics need a true point guard. So you can move Marcus Smart to that shooting guard role where he's that combo guard who just guards everyone and then he can make some explosive plays like he normally does. And if you can turn Jalen Brown into an elite ball-handling point guard, then that's huge. Now, who is that guy? Where does that where – where, what player is that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I think the Celtics need to find that person. I also think the Celtics would do themselves a ton of good if they could help Robert Williams out a little bit by finding more of a power forward who's an Anthony Davis type. Someone who's more lengthy and can score, who can help him defend, but can take a lot of the scoring pressure off Robert Williams. Because what Robert Williams does really well is clean up the boards and he is a lockdown defender. Absolute lockdown defender. So if I'm the Celtics, Tatum, Robert Williams, and Marcus Smart are your three pieces. Jalen Brown, you shop him to find out what's available. And really what you do is you need like a Colin Sexton type or a uh, De'Aaron Fox. You know what I mean? If you can find a way to turn Jalen Brown into De'Aaron Fox plus another shooter or a a big that, that the Kings could have, then I think you absolutely do it. 
You absolutely do it. You need, because remember, the Celtics and Jason Tatum played really some of his best basketball when they had Kemba Walker, who's a great ball handler. But he needs someone a little bit bigger than Kemba, a little bit more talented than Kemba, and someone who's more in the prime of his career and healthier. That's De'Aaron Fox, maybe. So I think you got got to get aggressive in that way. I, I think Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, and uh, Robert Williams, I don't think that gets you out of the East next year. Again, if, if Giannis and, and Middleton are healthy together with Drew Holiday and whatever the pieces they're going to add, because I think you're going to see them get aggressive, and the Nets will be better too. All right, you're listening to On the Mark on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. That being said, I know a lot of people are going to are going to compare the the Celtics to the 2012 uh, goal, uh, Thunder. I don't think they're necessarily that because I don't think that Marcus Smart is not he is not Russell Westbrook, and I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan necessarily, but Russell Westbrook is a top 50 greatest player of all time. Marcus Smart is nowhere near that. Marcus Smart's very good, but he's nowhere near that. Jalen Brown. If he gets a chance to be in his own team, like a Kings, if you trade him for De'Aaron Fox, he will have flashes of James Harden, but he's not James Harden either. Again, James Harden is an MVP, a top 50 greatest player of all time. Special talent. Now, they both have fizzled out, and I'd much rather have Smart and Brown uh, right now than either uh, Harden or, or Russ, but they're different points of the career. And Tatum has a chance to be a top 50 player because of his talent. But, I mean, Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's, what we just argued, he's in that conversation for top 10. So, I don't... And I know that the Thunder weren't that when they were young in 2012. But, come on, let's we can project out. I mean, Marcus Smart's not young. He's 30. Uh, Jalen Brown is not young, young. And Tatum is already 24. I mean, he's already in his prime. So... I think we could project them out to say that that 2012 Thunder team was more special, and they probably should should have kept them together, or at least gotten Russ out of there earlier and ran more with KD and and Westbrook. I mean, KD and Harden. I I don't see this this Celtics team. If you trade away Jalen Brown to get yourself a, a great point guard, a De'Aaron Fox, someone like that. I don't see us regretting it the way we regretted the 2012 Thunder breaking on up. All right, when we come back, we're going to turn our focus to the U.S. Open and the storylines of the U.S. Open this weekend have already been fascinating. Uh, you know, fascinating to watch, and we're just starting the weekend. Uh, who made the cut? Who didn't? I'm always tough on golfers during majors. Uh, we'll, I certainly will be again here coming on up. Don't go anywhere. We're live and local on America's News Talk 1070 KHMO. It's On the Mark brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. I had an important job, and it wasn't just a job. It was keeping my brothers and sisters safe. And coming back, it felt like kind of thrown away. If it hadn't been for Wounded Warrior Project, I honestly don't know if I would be here. It was like, I got my family back again. We all felt the connection, like that brother and sisterhood. See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women veterans like Donna by visiting woundedwarriorproject.org slash empowerwomenvets. 
Tonight is Gempire Night, one of the biggest nights of baseball with the Quincy Gems. It's baseball plus extra entertainment, extra giveaways, food specials, and so much more, including all-you-can-eat packages for exclusive ticket holders. Tonight is Harry Potter Night as the Quincy Gems take on the Burlington Bees at QU Stadium. To purchase tickets or for more information about Gempire Night, go online at QuincyGems.com. Here's your weatherology forecast from the News Talk 1070 KHMO Weather Center. Clear skies and quiet today with highs around 84. East winds 8 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, lows level off around 57. Clear skies and quiet again tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 87. Right now, 77. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, that no-fear complimentary powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. What Cunis Honda and Hyundai do at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy is so uniquely special. If you're in a high car payment right now and as everything else is going on up and you need to lower that car payment, you need to go to Cunis Honda Hyundai. Get them. They can get you in probably into a new car for a lower payment. That's how special they are. So they did for me, and I'm preaching the good word for them. And they are an incredible sponsor of the show, and we uh, we can't thank them enough. All right, um, can I just say I saw Lightyear last year, last night, the new uh, the new Pixar Buzz Lightyear movie. That was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. My favorite Pixar movie I've seen in a couple years. Onward was very good. I liked Onward. I wasn't a huge fan of Soul. Wasn't a huge fan of Luca. Uh, but Lightyear was terrific. Really, really fun. Loved it. It's like an action movie. Just an animated action movie. A lot of heart. Funny moments. Very good. I get why if I was Andy and I saw that movie, I'd want the Buzz Lightyear toy. Absolutely. Okay. So let's move on. We're, we're past Hespin headlines. We're past the NBA. You know, coming up here with the NBA now for the next couple months, it's all going to be out trades. We already had the, the Mavericks make a move to get uh, the center Wood from Christian Wood from the Rockets. I like that move. The Mavericks being aggressive, I think, is very, very smart. Uh, so it's all going to be about free agency talk. Uh, rebuilding rosters and retooling is kind of the fun time of the NBA. So we're not gonna, we're not we're not saying goodbye to the NBA by any means on the show, uh, but a lot of it's going to be about roster building and uh, and kind of the fun you know what if stuff we get to do uh, for the next couple months. Uh, let's move on to golf. The third major is underway. The U.S. Open as we sit right now, golfers are on the uh, on the course. Who's having a good day so far? Everyone's. Even the good, the good, you know, Patrick Hanley's even through three, uh, you know, just tipping off. It's early, early, early. And uh, the U.S. Open in Boston, uh, they are at the country, uh, the country club uh, at, at Brookline, technically, but Boston. I will say this. The storylines for this, this U.S. Open are so much fun because it's the live golfers, Versus the PGA Tour guys, the first time we're ever getting this in a major. And again, kudos to the 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 tour for letting the live golfers play in this. I mean, you already had the great things that Phil was terrible, and uh, you could see the pressure on Phil being the face to kind of live golf. DJ has not played well. Um, DJ and DeChambeau are the big names for the live golfers that made the cut. 
Patrick Reed as well, uh, but they're all in the pluses. Dustin Johnson and Reed are plus one. I think DeChambeau is plus two. Uh, it's really the PGA Tour guys who have the leg up after after two days heading into the weekend. Morikawa, minus five. Rory, minus four. Jean Rahm, minus four. Uh, Scotty Scheffler, minus three. Uh, Zalatoris in the negatives, minus one. The the guys who've been loyal to the tour in that way, Brooks Kepka, even the big names, a um, lot of big names near near or at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, cannot wait to get home and watch some golf today. I, listen, I think Morikawa, this is a type of course that plays really, really well into a Morikawa. I'm surprised Rory. Rory's just playing really good golf right now. Uh, this is not a boomer course. This is not a DeChambeau course, a DJ course where you can bomb it. And then it, this is a short game course. You got to be able to find those moments where you put the driver away, lay up, and play smart. A lot of two putting. You got to be able to two putt uh, and and then sink the occasional birdie. Uh, you know, minus five after two days. I think the winner of this tournament. Uh, there's no way they're going to be you know much lower than minus eight or or, or nine. If that, I think it's going to be really really competitive in that way and fun to watch. I got a feeling. A really good feeling about my guy Morikawa. I'd love to see, I'd love, love, love to see Kepka get in it and uh, and be near the leaderboard. This guy just got married, but it's the, again the story of this U.S. Open is the fact that the Live Golf Tour is showing it's showing you who it is right now. The players on it, the young guys who are on it, who are in their prime, Shambo. And Dustin Johnson and Reed, the guys who are still capable of playing competitive golf, because you know Sergio, Kevin Na, Louis Oosthuizen, Phil Mickelson, they're all like I said, these are all guys who are just doing it because they have some name and they and some draw and they can and they can cash them checks. But DJ DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, they're sideshow guys in a lot of ways. You know, Dustin Johnson is the best of those guys, and he is one of the best golfers in the world. But this is not a course that's set up well for him. Uh, and U.S. Opens, you know, this is not a bomber course. So I think this is going to be a great weekend for the PGA Tour. I think if, uh, you know, the PGA Tour, if you're a, a fan of the Tour and you're anti-Live Golf, the best possible thing for you would be to see DJ, DeChambeau, and Reed all end up, you know, more than five or six shots off the lead at the end. The leaderboard to be very Rory, Morikawa, Re, uh, 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 Kepka, heavy, Rom, heavy, Scotty Scheffler. You know, can Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth make a run? The guy's been loyal to the tour. Can they dominate it? I feel like they're playing for more. It almost has a Ryder Cup feel to it right now, golf. And the Live guys, they, they, they're cashing checks. They're not fighting for the pride of Live Golf. I do feel as though that Rory, that Morikawa, Scheffler, these guys are playing a little bit more for the pride of the PGA Tour, and it's showing. I think it's going to be a fantastic weekend. Father's Day weekend, you get U.S. Open golf. You just can't beat it. Um, and right now, normally I would be trashing, you know what I mean? I'd be sitting here trashing players, but we have enough leaderboards of big names at the top. You know, Rory's going for five. That's that's huge. Morikawa's going for major number three. That's huge. John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, they are well within the leaderboard, only two shots off and one shot off, and they're each going for number two. 
Those that's huge. That's that's massive. A lot of you know there are some young guys up there going for one, but you know not as important as some of those other guys. And you know there aren't any of the big top players that missed the cut. I mean, Finau missed the cut, but he's not a major champion. Uh, who else missed the cut? Did, you know, a lot of the, the big names, they made the cut. So happy about it. No, no, two, no, no ifs, ands, or buts, major complaints for me when it comes to uh, the U.S. Open this weekend. Uh, when we take a final break, when we come back, I got three quick hitter topics to get to and uh, to wrap up the show, and I think they're all worth sticking around for. We're live. We're local. It's America's News Talk 1070 KHMO on the KHMO on the mark. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Many veterans have extreme PTSD all their lives. I know people that had PTSD from having COVID but are better now. I can't imagine anyone having it their entire lives. Imagine sheltering in place forever. Help Heal Veterans, with the support of citizens like you, helps these isolated or sick veterans at no charge to them. How can I help? Learn more at HealVets.org. HealVets.org? Yes. This message is furnished by Help Heal Veterans. KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO, the KHMO app. We are brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. They are your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. That giant network of the Cunis network of dealerships to choose from. Uh, if you are uh, looking for a specific brand and you're like, maybe not a Honda Hyundai guy and you're looking for a specific brand, don't worry. They have the brands you're looking for. Shop online, CunisQuincy.com, stop in the store. They will get it for you. That's how I got my truck from them. I saw it in another one of the locations at their network of dealers. They had it for me down at the dealership in Quincy the next day to test drive. I was walking out of there an hour later at the brand new truck. I mean, it's just terrific what the Cunis Honda Hyundai network of dealerships can do. And then you get that no fear complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. All right. So let's jump into it. Final couple uh, top uh, topics here. Steelers make uh, all pro safety Minka Fitzpatrick, the highest paid safety uh, in the NFL and a, a 18.4 million per year. 36 million guaranteed. So basically it's a two year guarantee of $18 million for your extension. I like this for the Steelers. The Steelers are in this weird window where they're capable of winning now with their roster, but they have unproven quarterback commodities. And when you have a rookie quarterback, what do you do? You spend money on the other parts of your roster because you're not paying your rookie. You hope this year is a is unique year for the Steelers. By the end of the year, if you're a Steelers fan, you hope that you were competitive and you hope that at some point in time, either Mitch led you to a competitive playoff spot and you had some fun or you got to watch Kenny Pickett for at least five, six games and you're like, ooh, okay, we may have something here. And then next year, you say, all right, we got a great defense and our, our stars are healthy and now we have a young quarterback and now we can start being really competitive because we can spend money in other positions because we don't have to pay our quarterback. So I'm really comfortable with it, mainly because Minka fits the bill. He deserves the money. The dude is awesome. The Steelers have to, uh, the money to spend because they don't have to pay their quarterback 
And in order for the Steelers to be competitive the next two years, they need their defense to be elite of the elite. So I think it's a great move overall. And uh, again, the Steelers just show you how teams should do business. Um, I want to talk about soccer because the uh, host cities for the uh, World Cup are out. And I love this list mainly because, like I said, Kansas City gets a chance. So uh, the World Cup in the U.S., the, the cities are New York, New Jersey, MetLife Stadium, L.A. at SoFi, Dallas at AT&T, San Fran's uh, the Bay Area at Levi, and those will be your kind of and Miami at the Hard Rock Stadium, those and Atlanta the uh, Mercedes Benz. Those are going to host probably the most events, and then you have Seattle, Houston, Philly, Kansas City, and Boston. I imagine the World Cup Finals in 2026 will be played either in New York or in LA. That's probably it's and most likely SoFi in LA. Uh but absolutely really really cool. I think they did a great job of spreading it out. You know, if you're on the East Coast, you can go to games in New York, you can go to games in Miami and it, uh and uh you can go to games in Boston. If you're in the South, you can go to games in, you know, Miami or Atlanta. If you're on the West Coast or Houston in the South, if you're on the West Coast, you can make it all the way out uh, to San Francisco or Seattle. And then if you're in the middle of the country, you got Kansas City uh, to head to or maybe Dallas. You know, some of those southern cities aren't too far either. I think they give I give Americans a plenty of options to travel to enjoy the World Cup and go into World Cup games. And I certainly now I'm only a four hour drive from Kansas City. Uh, but if I'm still living here, knock on wood, if uh, KHMO will keep having me uh, and uh, Kick FM will as well in 2026, then I absolutely, that will be an experience to try to get to. Talk about a uh, bucket list sporting event to try and get tickets to. So shout out to uh, to the World Cup cities. I think they picked a lot of great American cities for this. And then uh, finally, we got to talk NFL. Little Caesars. They out-pizzaed the hut. Little Caesars is now the pizza of the NFL. I like this. I've always been pro Little Caesars. In my fast food pizza rankings, Little Caesars 1, Papa John's 2, Domino's 3, Pizza Hut 4. Pizza Hut 4. So I've never been a uh, loving the Pizza Hut NFL relationship. I'm very pro Little Caesars getting the chance. Very, very pro. Little Caesars pull apart like cheesy bread that you dip in the red sauce. That stuff is absolutely incredible. It's incredible. I want to quickly wrap up the show by saying if you uh, if you saw uh, spreading on social media, uh, on the Mark 1 for best small market sports talk show with the Missouri Broadcasters Award, and I simply want to say thank you. Uh, it's very humbling. I do the show. I self-produce this here with you for an hour every Saturday morning, and to be recognized by my peers 
uh, in that way is very humbling. I don't do it for the awards. I do it because I'm a crazy person who loves to work on a Saturday morning and talk sports. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate all the love and support. Thanks for listening, and uh, I will see you next week.